Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Ria Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism. And on Teach Me Biology, I'm teaching my co-host and my little sister, Sarah Matthews. Biology, a level topic by topic to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource. Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics, or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. Right, okay, so episode 31. Let's just recap a little bit last week, because today we're going to be looking at the structure of two different types of RNA, messenger and transfer RNA, which is going to sort of start to introduce us to the idea of or the process of protein synthesis. Today we're just comparing the two different types of RNA, but it's important that we kind of go back over what we sort of did last time, just to recap that. You found it difficult. Yeah. And we're going to try and chunk this process down so it's smaller chunks, so it's easier to grasp, hopefully. Okay. Okay? So, last week we looked at DNA. Yeah. And the first thing that we did was we compared eukaryotic to prokaryotic. Can you remember anything... So the DNA in eukaryotic, they have a nucleus and they have histones. Yeah, yeah, good. So the DNA is wrapped around histones. And in prokaryotic, they don't have histones or a nucleus. Yeah. And all of the DNA is in like a circle shape. Yeah, brilliant. It's circular. That's mm-hmm. well done. So good. So prokaryotic, no histones, circular, shorter. Much like the DNA in mitochondria or chloroplasts. Whereas DNA in eukaryotes is longer linear so straight and wrapped around these proteins yep. called histones well done do you remember what a gene was a gene is on a chromosome yeah so it's a section of a chromosome well done and, and what does it do that's got the main bit of uh, thing in it yeah so genes are mostly coding oh DNA, so they've got all of the protein and in. it codes for protein it codes for it's the information, it's the code, the genetic code of how to make a protein. So remember, DNA is, is essentially a sequence of bases. And remember, they're read in threes. threes. And if so those three, every triplet or every codon, so every yep. three bases, is the code for what? Amino acids. Yes, brilliant, good. If you think about a long strand of bases, which is like a section of DNA, mm-hmm. right? Every three bases codes for an amino acid a big strand of dna is going to be the genetic code for a big strand of amino acids in a specific order the last little bit i just want to remember from last episode is this idea of the genetic code being these three things remember degenerate overlapping non-overlapping and i remember degenerate degenerate one that is there's more than there should be there's more than one triplet code yeah. for each amino, amino acid. acid. So, for instance, we talked about valine having four different codes. And they're very similar codes. It was GU and then whichever of the bases on the end. you know. G-U-A. So it was the very similar codons. That's what it means. So there's 64 chances, isn't there, of, of a codon. Yeah. There's only 20 amino acids. So some amino acids are coded for by up to four codons or you don't remember the other ones the universal or the non-overlapping no no so the non-overlapping just meant that each base is read within a triplet once that's it Mm -hmm. so each base is read once and only forms part of one codon 
So they ne- it never overlaps with another codon. It's literally okay. just read in threes. Universal just means a codon will code for that amino acid in any organism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just last little bits of recap before we move on to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. What do you remember about RNA? The structure of RNA? Anything at all? It's just the same as DNA. Similar to DNA, yeah. So nucleotides. Uh, so it's a polymer. A shog. A shog, a sugar. What's the sugar called in RNA? Don't know. So it's not deoxyribose, because that's DNA. It's just ribose. Ribose. So it's a ribose, shog, sugar. A base. A base and phosphate. It's nucleotides, which are the monomers, and they're made of those three things. You've got your phosphate, you've got your sugar, and your ribose sugar, and uh-huh. you've got the base. base. Okay. If anybody needs to recap on the structure of RNA, it might be worth just pausing, Was going it in back, the DNA episode? going back and listening to our episode on structure of DNA and RNA, and just okay. recapping that, just so that you're up to speed with that, because that's quite important, really, for the next few weeks. So, eukaryotic DNA found in the nucleus, quite big, quite a large molecule, mm-hmm. isn't going to leave the nucleus. But the ribosomes, yeah, because it can't. But the DNA contains the genetic code to make protein, whereas protein synthesis takes place on the ribosome. Yeah, well done. So protein synthesis takes place on the ribosome, which is usually either on the rough endoplasmic reticulum or in the cytoplasm. So there's an issue there, isn't there? You've got the code to make the protein inside the nucleus and stuck inside the nucleus. And then you've got the ribosomes in the cytoplasm outside the nucleus that are ready and willing Mm -hmm. to make these proteins. So we need to somehow get that information. And this is where RNA starts to play its role within the cell. So there's there's an RNA which will do that job. And then there's also another type of RNA. And all we're going to do today is compare the structure and functions just of those two different types. And that's all we're doing there's the RNA that brings the code to the ribosomes, and that is called messenger RNA or mRNA. And there's also another type of RNA that brings the amino acids over to the ribosomes, and that's called a transfer RNA or tRNA. So we're just going to look at the structure of them, and that's it. And then that's all you've got to remember for this episode this week. First of all, messenger or mRNA. It's actually very much like traditional RNA. Single-stranded, linear nucleotides of those three things we've talked Mm -hmm. about so phosphate ribose sugar base it's formed in the nucleus because it has to be formed right then and there using the one of the dna strands as a template so we're going to talk more about this next week we're going to talk about the process in detail of how this mrna is made it can vary in size so there's no set size that it can be because it has to be as long as the gene Okay, mm-hmm. has to be as long as the DNA sequence is that codes for the protein. Has to be that long. That can vary in length. So mRNA can vary in length quite a bit, and it's variable how much of it is in the cell because it's made when it's needed, and then it breaks down after a couple of days back into its nucleotides. So it's not very stable. It's quite easily broken down. It's actually the least stable out of DNA, tRNA. And mRNA, mRNA is the least stable of mm-hmm. those, so easily broken down. And this is where those sort of three bases, the codons, the triplets, come into play most importantly, because the mRNA is made as a, against a template of DNA, and then it's the mRNA that is read in threes to produce the protein eventually. Now, in comparison to that, with the, 
mRNA is very traditional in its structure, whereas tRNA is very different. So mRNA looks like this, what you'd expect it to look like. But remember, with RNA, there's no thymine. It's replaced with you, your, you so your cell, and that's what will complementary base pair with adenine. Uh -huh. Okay, so it's quite a traditional linear shape. tRNA is nothing like that, really. It's clover-shaped. So it's, it's the RNA itself, this linear strand, folded into this clover leaf shape. Now, the folds are held together by hydrogen bonds because you've actually got base pairs facing each other. Okay, so there'll be hydrogen bonds present. mRNA doesn't have anything like that because it's just a long straight strand. There's no folding. Whereas the tRNA is binding with itself in a way, isn't it, by folding over. So you've got some unpaired bases on the outside and then you've got some that have bonded to hold the structure together with hydrogen bonding so these are again different to the mRNA tRNA are usually quite stable in its size so they're about 80 nucleotides and they, they're pretty much that size mm -hmm. that's how they stay whereas again the mRNA has to be as long as the gene that it's a template of does that make sense mm -hmm. how does it take the things around so what it's got, anticodon, okay, which is at one end. What we've got there, and this we can talk a lot more about this in two weeks, but it's got a three-base sequence called the anticodon, which would be complementary to the codon on the mRNA. The mRNA will have all its bases in a line, and they'll be read in threes. So that's the one codon will be like three bases, and this will be the complementary of that the other end of that you've got your amino acid binding site so whatever the codon is you have to have the correct anticodon that matches that because that's going to then attach to the correct amino acid and that's why the bases code for amino acids so that is what a tRNA looks like and does it's a lot more stable than mRNA it's not usually broken down very easily but less than DNA slightly less than DNA in terms of its stability. And that is our tRNA. What you'll find in an exam when it comes to these sorts of things is just lots of, there's only one question it can ask, and that is give two differences between the structure of mRNA and mm -hmm. tRNA. That's yeah. it. Yeah? It can't really ask anything else. So we'll ask, I'll ask you that question. Sometimes they can also have like a table and it'll be, oh, tick what each one has. So like, say, for instance tRNA has hydrogen bonds whereas mRNA doesn't so it'll, you'd have a tick and a cross and it's oh, like okay. trying to yeah. fill out the table mm -hmm. correctly yeah that is sort of it I just want to introduce two other terms before we do the exam questions and that is proteome and the genome so a genome do you know what that word means have you heard it before I've heard it loads of times yeah your genome is all of your coding DNA so it's like all the genes your body has or all the genes found in one of your cells, in one of your nucleuses. And then the proteome is all the possible proteins that can be made from that. So it's the full range of different proteins that a cell is able to make. So all I've got for you is literally those two questions, because that's okay, all I'm still going to get them wrong. No. Let me go with it. So one mark, what is the proteome of a cell? That is all of the and proteins that can be made from the genome. Yeah, so it's exactly that. The mark scheme literally reads as the full range of different proteins 
that a cell is able to produce or that the DNA is able to code for. A two marker give two structural differences between a molecule of mRNA and a molecule of tRNA. Two marks. tRNA is stronger. It has hydrogen bonds. Yeah, so so tRNA has hydrogen it's bonds. It's clover shaped. And it's clover shaped. mRNA. mRNA. Is the other one. Yeah. That is easily broken down. Yeah, so it's less stable. Yeah, and good. And that can you say that what they do? Not so much. But you can kind of talk about it. It's like one of the marking points is that mRNA does not have an amino acid binding site, whereas tRNA does. Yeah. What about lengths? Hmm. Which one is always going to be the same length? The T? Yeah. Yeah. So another marking point would be like that the tRNA is always the same length or a similar length, whereas A-E. mRNA... 80 nucleosides, well yeah. done. Whereas mRNA has to be different lengths. Yeah. So, yeah, good. I think you definitely got... I learnt something. Yeah, of course. So let me just go... I'll whiz through because there's five marking points mRNA doesn't have hydrogen bonds, is linear or straight, whereas tRNA does have hydrogen bonds or is cloverleaf shaped. The second marking point, mRNA does not have an amino acid binding site, but tRNA does. Third marking point, mRNA has more nucleotides. Fourth marking point, mRNA could be different lengths, whereas all tRNAs are similar or the same length. And then mRNA has codons, whereas tRNA has anticodons. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that is that. Right, shall I do a quick roundup? Yeah. There are two types of RNA that are important for protein synthesis. The first is called messenger RNA or mRNA. It is a linear strand made up of RNA nucleotides. It is formed in the nucleus during a process called transcription and is made as an RNA template of a section of DNA called a gene. mRNA can be varied in size depending on the length of the DNA base sequence that makes up the gene. mRNA can leave the nucleus once formed and carry the genetic code to the rough endoplasmic reticulum for the rest of the protein synthesis to take place. The base sequence of the mRNA is read in threes as a colon. mRNA is less stable than DNA and tRNA as it is broken down after a few days. tRNA is the second type of RNA involved. It is much smaller than mRNA and DNA. The single strand is folded into a clover leaf shape. It is formed in the nucleus but found in the cytoplasm. One end has a specific amino acid binding site and the other end contains the anticodon to the codon on the mRNA that codes for the amino acid. tRNA is more stable than mRNA but less than DNA. tRNA is involved in translation. Right, what are your takeaways? There is tRNA and mRNA. Well done. mRNA yeah, takes the something from the ribosome to the nucleus. Other way around. Say that again. mRNA. The tRNA takes the amino acid to the to the ribosome. That's exactly right. So the mRNA takes something from the ribosome. Takes something to the ribosome. We're to, all, to the ribosome. We're all trying to meet at the ribosome to oh, make the protein. They always go to the ribosome. They don't. Everything's ever. going to the ribosome. And that takes. The info. It takes the info. It takes the genetic code to the ribosome. from the DNA in the nucleus to the ribosome. Because the RNA can't come out. Of the DNA nucleus. can't come out of the nucleus. The DNA can't. So the RNA that is only what the RNA does. Yeah. Well, that's only what mRNA. Does. This is only the two types that we have to know about. 
So there isn't anything else you need to know about RNA? Not for this, no. Okay. That'll do for now. Yeah. There's lots of other things, like I've just been through, that, like all of the rest, like about the um, the lengths and... The lengths and, and the codon and the... Codons and the, and and the yeah. But there's, there's lots and lots of... Yeah. The anticodon is the evil one. <laughs> yes. Right, our wider reading for February is a, a brand new podcast that I found actually this week. And I thought, what perfect time really to put it in because we haven't had a podcast wider reading in a while for a, a while. Yeah. So this is a brand new one and it's actually a BBC Radio 4 podcast and it's called Made of Stronger Stuff. It is a psychologist called Kimberly Wilson and a doctor called Dr. Zand Van Tolken. Tolkien, I think his name is. But he is always on the TV. So he is part right. of the, a duo, Dr. Chris and Dr. Zand, who are twins. And they do a CBBC programme called Operation Ouch. And they're doctors talking about medical things to look to children. And it's we, lo- we love it in our house. But then I've got a young kid who loves all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. But because I follow him on social media, I saw this podcast. So you've got a psychologist and a doctor... And every single episode, they talk about a different part of the body. And I think it's perfect for anybody who is studying biology alongside psychology or who is disinterested in psychology as well as studying biology. Mm-hmm. They talk about that particular body part from both sides, always linking it back to the brain as well, which is important in, in psychology, I suppose. So I'd like to recommend that for this month. And the first episode came out last week, so that it's about the eyes and it was amazing episode and it talked about how there's lots of conversation about it but it's got like a a case in it where somebody has an implant and a a pair of glasses that can help him see even though he's blind so you've got to listen to it it's amazing and then next week is the lungs yeah give it a listen if you are interested in those things If you'd like to contact us, you can go to teachmescience.co.uk. You can tweet at us. We've got Twitter. That's at teachmebiocast. You can drop us an email at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram at teachmebiologycast. Yep, so get in touch with us if you have any questions, if you have anything you want to discuss, so if there's anything you want to know in more detail, if there's anything you want to share, if you're just enjoying the podcast, mm-hmm. if you want to share any revision with us that you've been doing, any pictures of that revision, and we can share that on our social media. And we're always excited to hear like someone listens and yeah. if they're using it, how they're using it. Like We would never have dreamt that just a number of people that listen to us from different countries, but also... No, I don't mean the number of people, just the number of different countries people listen to yeah. us from. I don't mean that there's loads of people in loads of countries. It's just yeah. a select few people. But they're obviously not A-level biology students necessarily. And just the number of people that are sort of using our podcast as a way of getting back into education. That have finished school a long time ago and are just trying to review knowledge. And I think that's great. So, yeah, if you've got a story to tell us, we'd love to hear from you. Was that the vow? Yeah, yeah, that was the oh, fun. Oh, great. Thank God. I've got to go. Uh, can I just ask you? Yeah. When we had our Teams lesson, uh, late, you know, earlier on in the week. Mm. And, uh, it yeah, was a good of, lesson. It was the end of the lesson and everybody said bye and left the call and then yeah. ten minutes later you were still there. <laughs> mm. Anything to I tell know, me? I must have forgot. Anything to tell me? <laughs> I must have forgot to, to, go, to leave it because I was focused that much on the work. Well, guess who's getting all the targeted questions next time, <laughs> right? <laughs> I've been Sarah Matthews. And I'm Rhea Corbett. This has been Teach Me Biology. 
and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye. bye.